Well, we would certainly like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. Ah, yes. Well, we're in the middle of a heat wave, and um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's something else. A lot of people are really enjoying it, and some people are absolutely just waiting for it to dissipate and uh, <laughs> get back to uh, our so-called normal summer weather, whatever that is. Anyway, I think before we even progress with the show and get into the jazz feature, there is one piece of music that I'd like to play for you right now. By the way, my name's Gavin Walker. This is The Jazz Show, and we have uh, more than three hours of some of the best in jazz music, and we'll be starting our jazz feature right after this little tune, which is kind of uh, dedicated to our heat wave. And here's Ella Fitzgerald. Mr. Gob for a squab, a marine for a 
Yeah, there's a little treat. To start the show off this evening, dedicated to our Vancouver heat wave and Ella Fitzgerald, recorded in Berlin way back in 1960 with her uh, group, Jim Hall on guitar and Paul Smith on piano, Wilfred Middlebrooks on bass and Gus Johnson on drums. And of course, the great Ella and Too Darn Hot, written by Cole Porter. All right, we're going to start. We have a, quite an agenda this evening on the jazz show. Uh, not only are we going to do our jazz feature right now, but we're also going to pay tribute to the great Polish trumpeter by the name of Tomasz Stanko. Tomasz was 76, and he died in his home country in Poland, in Warsaw, on yesterday, the 29th of July. And Tomasz was uh, a marvelous musician and composer, and we're going to, a little later on, pay tribute to Tomasz by playing some music. Uh, he, as far as I know, made two appearances in Vancouver. One was sponsored by the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. It was a big concert. And it was unbelievably moving. Um, Tomasa's music comes from a, a totally different kind of space. Some people say, well, it's sort of like Miles Davis's uh, quieter music. Eh, yeah, but that's too simple a definition. Tomas had, had his own vision of music. And the next time uh, I heard Tomasz was, um, he was sponsored by the Polish Jazz Society, which exists here in Vancouver, and they bring artists from Poland and perform here, mostly for the Polish community here, um, and they usually do it at the uh, Jewish Community Center at 41st and Oak in the um, Norman Rothstein Theater, and uh, that's where uh, Tomasz last performed here in Vancouver, and again, it was a very moving and marvelous experience. And this great artist, we're going to feature some music by Tomas Stanko later on in the show. But meanwhile, we're going to get down to business with our jazz feature. And our jazz feature, this is the last of the um, four albums, one-shot albums that uh, some great artists did for Blue Note Records. And, of course, uh, the obvious ones we know. Cannonball Adderley did a, a marvelous album with Miles Davis as a sideman for Blue Note, his only one. John Coltrane, of course, did Blue Train and uh, so on. But we picked um, a few more obscure artists, and one of them was really deserving of more than just one album on Blue Note. And I'm talking about tonight's artist, pianist Walter Davis Jr. Walter was a classically trained piano player. Uh, he was born in Richmond, Virginia, September 2nd, 1932, and died of kidney failure in New York in June of 1990. He was only 57. And he was raised in Newark, New Jersey, and as a young man, he played with Charlie Parker, Max Roach, and Dizzy Gillespie. <laughs> That's a pretty fine pedigree, right? And he, he toured Europe with trumpeter Donald Byrd in 1958 as part of a, a, a quartet of musicians that went over there. 
1959, he fulfilled a dream he always had. He joined Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers and became the pianist in Art Blakey's great group. And later on, um, he... Actually, he replaced Bobby Timmons uh, in Art Blakey's group. And, of course, uh, that was a dream come true for Walter Davis because Bobby Timmons uh, joined Cannonball Adderley's band for a, a period of time. Then when Bobby Timmons returned and decided he wanted to come back to Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers, uh, Walter Davis was the um, first call pianist when Bobby Timmons couldn't make the gig. Uh, when he was indisposed, shall we say. And Walter Davis was always ready to jump in and uh, fulfill that vacancy, which he did. He went on to his own uh, career as a sideman, recorded uh, with many people on, uh, on Blue Note Records, but uh, was able to do this one album. And it's a good, wonderful album. And the album came out um, under the title Davis Cup, Walter Davis Jr. And he picked all of his favorite musicians to do this album, and there are six of his delightful compositions. Walter Davis was a, a marvelous writer. He wrote um, not hard tunes, but uh, tunes that had great melodic content and, and were almost hummable. And, uh, but he, he wasn't obviously uh, uh, simplifying his art. He was uh, performing right up to his high standards. His piano playing reflected his two idols, Bud Powell and Thelonious Monk. And, and Walter was, was kind of a combination of those, but he had his own very distinctive concept. Walter had a very interesting career. Um, in the 60s, uh, gigs began to dry up for uh, Walter. Um, the music was changing. There was more sort of exposure of avant-garde music, which Walter was, wasn't particularly interested in playing. And uh, the gigs just simply dried up for him. Uh, a lot of the clubs closed, uh, moved to a rock and roll format, this sort of thing. And uh, Walter, uh, being very entrepreneurial, became a tailor and also a designer, uh, made his own clothes, designed his own clothes, did that for a number of years, then came back in the 70s and began working with Sonny Rollins. And in the mid-70s, he rejoined Art Blakey and performed with uh, Art's band and the Jazz Messengers and composed a lot of pieces for the band and went on to his um, own career, made a series of albums and so on, and then sadly passed away at age 57. One of the great pianists. Getting back to this album, which was done in 1959, and uh, in August of 1959, Walter picked all of his favorite musicians. The first one was Donald Byrd, the great lyric trumpeter, one of the major voices of the trumpet, uh, of course, in those days. And on alto saxophone, one of the major forces of the alto saxophone, none other than Jackie McLean. Donald Byrd and Jackie McLean played together so well and blended so well. It was They were a perfect match and played Walter's tunes uh, beautifully. 
On bass, the great Sam Jones, and on drums, Arthur Taylor. A better rhythm section you couldn't find. And, of course, Walter Davis Jr. at the piano. I think of this music on this album as the way jazz sounded before Ornette Coleman and the more avant-garde musicians arrived to change music. People like Eric Dolphy, people like Cecil Taylor, and especially Ornette Coleman, and of course um, some of the advances done by John Coltrane. I think of this album as kind of the way jazz sounded before all of that stuff happened. And uh, there you go. That's, you might think the same way. There are six tunes on this album, all written by Walter, and we open with one called Smake It. The second tune is called Lot." The third tune is um, a nice ballad called Sweetness. And tune number four is entitled Rumba Numba. Tune number five is entitled Minor Mind. And tune number six is dedicated to a friend of Walter's, and it's called Millie's Delight. So we turn you over for our jazz feature, turn you over to our jazz feature. We're not going to turn you over uh, unless you're baking in the sun. And uh, we're, uh, we begin our jazz feature, um, this marvelous album by pianist Walter Davis, Jr. Once again, Donald Byrd on trumpet, Jackie McLean, alto saxophone, Walter Davis, Jr. on piano and leader and composer, Sam Jones on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums. Enjoy.
And that concludes our jazz feature, the music of Walter Davis Jr., great pianist and composer as well. And this was his one-shot album for Blue Note Records. It sort of came um, in a period where Walter's, um, in the late 50s, early 60s, where his profile was likely at its highest. And uh, Walter was playing with Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers. He was recording uh, as a sideman on uh, several important albums uh, for Blue Note and other labels as well. And he was offered um, this particular date, and he picked his favorite musicians. The album was called Davis Cup. And um, as I said, this wraps up our um, July series of jazz features of Blue Note albums, one-shot Blue Note albums from a variety of artists. And um, we heard, uh, first of all, Duke Jordan. We heard Sonny Red. Uh, we heard Arthur Taylor. And tonight we heard Walter Davis Jr. And he picked this group, um, his favorite musicians, the great Donald Byrd on trumpet, uh, in particularly fine form uh, at this time in his career. Jackie McLean on alto saxophone, one of the giants and most individualistic players on the alto, and of course Jackie and Donald Byrd went back a long time, um, played together lots, and, and their blend was uh, really marvelous. This sounded um, such, uh, even though it was a put-together band for the, uh, this particular recording, uh, they sounded like a working band. And that was the whole idea of Blue Note Records, because they, they paid, they didn't want musicians to come in and just jam, that's easily accomplished, and sometimes that can produce some incredible results. Other times it can be kind of garrulous and, and uh, uh, formless kind of music, all depending on, <laughs> on the participants and, uh, and so on. But Blue Note always, um, they paid for rehearsals, so uh, this was very important. And so many of their, uh, even though uh, the bands that recorded for Blue Note were not uh, regular working bands, they all sounded that way, and this one was no different. Once again, uh, Donald Byrd on trumpet, Jackie McLean alto saxophone, as I mentioned, uh, Sam Jones on bass, a tower of strength, and of course Arthur Taylor on drums, one of the most widely recorded drummers in the uh, late 50s, early 60s. Great musician. And Sam and Arthur just had this uh, togetherness they actually, at the time of this recording, Sam Jones and Arthur Taylor were uh, Thelonious Monk's rhythm section, and uh, they worked with Monk on all of his gigs. And, of course, the piano stylings of Walter Davis, Jr., who combined, um, had his own concept, of course, um, and his wonderful touch. He, as I mentioned before, he was classically trained, uh, so he had this marvelous touch on the piano and, and uh, just a way of, of uh, phrasing and uh, so clean and, and, and beautiful. And, of course, he, he formed his concept from his two idols, Bud Powell and Thelonious Monk. Walter was a formidable composer, and he wrote the six tunes on this album. They're all Walter Davis originals. And 
Davis's tunes were always very melodic, um, hummable, and uh, all rather charming. So we hope you enjoyed the uh, the jazz feature of the music of Walter Davis Jr. He only lived to age 57. He died in 1990, sad to say, of uh, kidney failure. But he was born in Richmond, Virginia, September 2nd, 1932, and raised in Newark, New Jersey. He played with Charlie Parker, Max Roach, Dizzy Gillespie, Art Blakey, all kinds of people. The tunes uh, we began, the first tune was called Smake It, and the second tune was called Little Lot. And the third tune, the ballad, very beautiful tune, called Sweetness. Tune number five was a, a rather humorous tune called Rumba Numba. And tune number six was entitled Minor Mind. And, or tune number five was entitled Minor Mind. And tune number six was dedicated to a friend of Walter's, and it was called Millie's Delight. So I hope you enjoyed the jazz feature this evening. We'll be back after uh, these messages, with a tribute to the great, late Polish trumpeter, Tomasz Stankel. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be right back after these significant messages. You forgot the surfboards? How are we going to shred the gnarly waves now? Well, I got just the replacement. I picked up some copies of Discorder instead. Well, it looks like this surf day just got a whole lot better. This extra special summer issue of Discorder features interviews with local punk rockers Lie, queer metis fashion designer Evan Ducharme, and the hosts of CITR's Radio Pizza Party. There will also be an exclusive Bartholomew comic strip, short fiction by Mac Gordon, and a suggested summer reading list compiled by the staff of Massey Books. And of course there will be reviews of the Music Waste and Sled Island Music Festivals, as well as podcasts, films, and more. Thank you to our advertisers, Blueprint, Timber Concerts, The Cinematheque, Rickshaw Theatre, Mint Records, Hexistential Festival, Current Symposium, Audio Pile, and An Evening in Damascus. We're kicking off Pride at UBC in style with a free daytime event. On August 1st, sashay your way to the U Commons area outside the nest from 4 p.m. onwards to celebrate diversity, inclusion, and positive space at UBC. There will be a public disco with feel-good disco and house anthems, craft beer, and a drag and dress-up trunk. There will also be live mural painting with a selection of food trucks on site with special Pride-themed menus. Come to UBC Pride on August 1st. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. We return with some very different music to what we've been listening to. 
because we're going to present the music of Tomas Stankel. Tomas was one of Poland's greatest jazz musicians. He passed away, sad to say, yesterday. He was 76 years old. He died in Warsaw, in his home country. And um, he was born in Poland uh, July 11, 1942. And his first encounters with jazz music was through the America, the American Voice of America uh, radio programs. And that was sponsored by the State Department. And somehow they were able to beam in to um, Soviet-dominated Poland because, <laughs> let's face it, the Soviets did not like jazz music and what it represented. And uh, young Tomasz Stanko, of course, became fascinated with, with the music. And uh, the first um, concert that he ever went to was in 1958 by the Dave Brubeck Quartet. And that changed his life forever. Of course, he began to study the trumpet and, uh, and music in, in general. And of course, there were many, many like-minded Polish musicians. Uh, Poland has always produced some of the world's greatest artists, uh, musicians and otherwise. And um, the, the culture there is so deep. And of course, uh, uh, Stanko um, began to listen to the music of Ornette Coleman, George Russell, and of course, Miles Davis. And um, he actually he formed a band and was one of the very first musicians to in Europe to perform uh, what was known as free-form jazz. And of course, uh, Stanko could play any style and so on, but he, he liked, so, uh, appreciated so much the, the, the freedom of, um, of free-form jazz and of course became uh, quite a composer. His recording legacy is, is huge, and uh, I would advise you if, you, if you don't know much about Tomasz Stanko, um, you can always go on the internet, check him out. Uh, Wikipedia has uh, a great bio of Tomasz and all of his recordings, and there's other uh, sites as well. I've picked a recording, uh, he, he made many, of course, and I picked a recording that he did fairly recently, uh, for ECM with his working band with uh, David Varelis on piano, Thomas Morgan on uh, acoustic bass, and drummer Gerald Cleaver. And he did a, a double album for um, ECM records called Wislawa. And uh, I just uh, love Stanko's music. It, it, it's... Um, Sometimes it's very still and, and, and very moving, and, of course, it, it, it takes so many different directions. And it comes from his European background and his, uh, what he lived through um, in, in Poland under, uh, under the communist regime and, and of course, uh, later on when, when Poland achieved its independence. Um, Tomas experienced uh, all of that, and of course, this is all part and parcel of his music. As I mentioned before, 
He made two uh, stunning appearances with his uh, group in Vancouver. One was a, a wonderful concert produced by the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. It was part of the Jazz Festival a few years ago. And I remember running into Tomas on the street after the concert. Um, I was on my way to a duels uh, where the jam sessions were held, and uh, all of a sudden I, uh, I, parked my car. I managed to find a good parking spot and, and got out of my car with my horn and, and uh, was ready to uh, carry on. And all of a sudden, uh, as I crossed the street, um, there was Tomas Stanko. And, of course, I had been at his concert, so I had to tell him how much uh, how impressed I was with his music. We had a wonderful conversation. Um, I chatted with him uh, for about a half an hour, and um, marvelous person. And then a few years later, the Polish Jazz Society um, here in Vancouver brought in Tomas uh, to play at the Norman Rothstein Theater um, at 41st and Oak, and uh, that was a marvelous concert as well, and Tomas, of course, brought his working group, a whole group of different musicians, and uh, again, uh, it was a very, very moving experience. So I, I, if you are not familiar with his music, you will be after uh, <laughs> we listen to some selections. So once again, this is from this uh, double um, album that Tomas recorded. It is uh, entitled his New York Quartet. The album is called Wislawa. And once again, Tomas Slanko. Uh, these are all of his compositions. He's on trumpet, David Varelli's on piano, Thomas Morgan on bass, and Gerald Cleaver on drums. And we are going to hear a whole variety of compositions. The first one is the title track. It's called Wislawa. And we'll, the second tune is called Assassins. And then we'll move on after that, and I'll tell you the names of the tunes that we, you are going to experience. So sit back and enjoy the beautiful music of the late, great Tomas Stanko. Thank you. 
We heard some of the music of the great, late Tomasz Stankel, a wonderful Polish trumpeter, composer, and music icon. And we heard a whole bunch of selections from his New York Quartet, which was uh, recorded just a few years ago for uh, ECM Records and uh, came out on a double album called Wislawa. And we heard Tomas Stanko, of course, on trumpet, with uh, David Varelis on piano, uh, Thomas Morgan on bass, and Gerald Cleaver on drums. And we heard a whole variety of uh, music from Tomas. As I mentioned before, Tomas sadly passed away at age 76 in Warsaw on yesterday, July 29th, and uh, we lost a, a wonderful uh, musician, and uh, he recorded uh, prolifically, and uh, there's a lot of information on Tomas that you can find on the uh, internet if you don't know very much about him and his personal life and his musical life as well. So we heard a whole variety of uh, music from this uh, wonderful album, and the pieces of music we heard, we opened with the title track, Wislawa, and then we moved to uh, a composition of Tomasa's called Assassins, and then we moved to another one called Faces, and another one called A Shaggy Vandal. And the final tune, a very meditative piece of music, was entitled Song for H. So that's our small tribute to this uh, incredible musician. His music will never be a stranger on this program, and I certainly hope you enjoy it. If you have not heard uh, of Tomas Stanko or his music, I certainly hope you enjoyed it. And if you have, then there's no question of not enjoying it, right? Anyway, the music of the late, great Tomas Stanko. As part of the jazz show on CITR FM 101.9, or of course on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and we'll be back with some more music in uh, a very few moments. Just like to remind you of a couple of websites that are very important. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. That's coastaljazz.ca, and that's a good reference. They're uh, setting up a whole bunch of uh, programs for the fall and uh, all kinds of things, uh, productions that they're going to do, besides the Jazz Festival, of course, which they're working on for next year, and uh, also uh, the schedule of Frankie's 
which is uh, one of Vancouver's leading jazz clubs and uh, a very important one as well. And it's uh, programmed by Corey Weeds, who uh, uh, brings in all kinds of great music to uh, Frankie's. And you can get onto the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society and check out uh, what's happening at the club. And uh, you can make your plans and reservations and all that sort of stuff on that very comprehensive website. So that's coastaljazz.ca. There's some other great music, too, in Vancouver. There's the um, Blue Martini, of course, uh, frequently has uh, excellent jazz music um, right here in Kitsilano, right down on U Street, right near the beach. Yeah. And also Pat's Pub of course, which is in the historic Patricia Hotel. Every Saturday afternoon, some of our finest musicians play at Pat's Pub, and it costs you nothing to get in. There's no, never been a cover charge there. Um, there's a good variety of um, there's excellent food uh, if you're hungry, and, uh, of course, a wide variety of uh, different brews and uh, different drinks so that you can uh, relax and enjoy yourself. Pat's Pub, and the music starts at 3 o'clock and carries on until 7, and it's, again, no cover charge, never has been, never will be. Pat's Pub in the Patricia Hotel. One other website I just uh, always like to mention is VancouverJazz.com, and that's uh, put together by my old friend Brian Nation, and he keeps that website, very up-to-date. There's all kinds of links on there, and if you haven't gone on there yet, check it out, vancouverjazz.com, along with coastaljazz.ca. All right, we shall return with some music from Montreal in uh, a very few moments, right after these messages. An Evening in Damascus returns for its fourth year. Join us on July 31st as this fundraiser brings the soul of Syria to the heart of Vancouver with music, storytelling, dancing, wine, and food. All proceeds go to support queer Syrian refugees. For more information and tickets, visit eveningindamascus.com. We're in the midst of this uh, incredible heat wave. Some people are really enjoying it, and other people are, well, uh, maybe not enjoying it as much. However, uh, it's going to hang around for um, a few more days. Um, there is a heat warning out, of, uh, warning out, of course. Um, tonight is clear and kind of hazy as well, uh, with a low of 18 and then tomorrow will be sunny and hazy once again with a low of 18 and highs between 25 and 
31. So it's pretty warm for Vancouver. Wednesday is a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 17 and temperatures between 24 and 27, a slight cooling. And then Thursday is a mix of sun and cloud with a slight 30% chance of a shower with a low of 15 and a high of 22. So it's getting back to normal. Um, Basically, Wednesday is the transition day and the heat wave should be over by Thursday. Friday is cloudy with a low of 16 and a high of 20. Saturday cloudy again with a low of 15 and a high of 20. And Sunday is cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower with a low of 15 and a high of 20. So there is the outlook for the next little while. So another day or so of um, this hot, hazy weather. Mm-hmm. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenum-speaking Musqueam people. We're going to take you to Montreal for a recording that was actually made for a great radio program that they had on the uh, CBC called Jazz en Liberté. And it was um, live broadcasts of um, great Canadian musicians from uh, a wonderful place on Côte d'Anais Road called L'Hermitage, which was an acoustic, um, acoustically friendly to jazz um, hall. And uh, it was a really nice, really nice place for people to play. And we're going to hear the Michel Donato Quartet. Now, Michel Donato was recognized as one of the world's finest bass players. The problem with uh, so many musicians from um, the city of Montreal, especially French-Canadian musicians, is that they don't get a a real chance to travel um, throughout the country um, and, of course, become more local legends back there. And I guess that's part of the, uh, well, uh, you know, the, um, the two solitudes, really. But uh, Michel Donato, of course, was recognized. He worked with Oscar Peterson, all kinds of people. Great, great bass player. And uh, he is the leader on here. And there's a gentleman who has a Vancouver connection because he lived here and played uh, clarinet in the uh, uh, Vancouver Symphony. But he was a saxophone player par excellence and, sad to say, died um, fairly young as a result of a, a car crash. I'm talking about Brian Barley, and of course, uh, he moved from Vancouver to Montreal and committed himself um, solely to playing the saxophone, the tenor saxophone and soprano saxophone. We hear him on tenor here, um, and committed himself to, uh, to playing jazz music. Alan Penfold, of course, is one of the finest trumpet players in the Montreal area, lives here now in Vancouver. He's retired, still performs occasionally, wonderful musician, um, moved out here to, uh, to retire and relax and, and play recreationally. And uh, Alan Penfold is still very much with us. 
and he's heard on trumpet here. But on drums is a real legend, and he lived in Vancouver. I'm talking about Claude Ranger. There's a wonderful biography of Claude um, written by Mark Miller that is on the market now. And if, if you're interested in um, a great Canadian legend and uh, somebody who, who really marched to his own beat, the book on Claude Ranger is unbelievable, written by Mark Miller. You can check it out. You can check it out on the Internet as well. Anyway, all of this was recorded for Jazz en Liberté in 1969. And uh, we're going to hear the, uh, the very pleasant uh, introduction in French and English by uh, Colette Devlin. And uh, then the band is going to go into a Wayne Shorter tune called Pinocchio. And we're going to follow that with um, a composition credited to Miles Davis called Solar. And this amazing quartet. Once again, Michel Donato on bass, Brian Barley on tenor saxophone, Ellen Penfold on trumpet, and Claude Ranger on drums. Here we go. Bonsoir et bienvenue à Jazz en Liberté. Une heure de jazz présentée tous les vendredis soirs à cette même heure par Radio-Canada, les studios de l'Ermitage à Montréal. Good evening and welcome to Jazz en Liberté, a one-hour jam session brought to you by the CBC from Montreal every week at the same time.
We heard two pieces of music from this uh, incredible quartet from uh, Morgel. Um, it was from a concert at uh, L'Hermitage and broadcast by the uh, CBC on a program called Jazz en Liberté uh, from 1969. And, of course, um, L'Hermitage was up on uh, Cotonay's Road, and it was a wonderfully um, acoustically friendly um, small hall, perfectly suited to uh, intimate jazz music. And we heard uh, some Canadian legends here. The great bassist, Michel Donato, who uh, was the leader on the date, Brian Barley on tenor saxophone, Alan Penfold on trumpet, and of course, the legendary Claude Ranger on drums. And we heard two tunes. We heard the uh, very pleasant introduction, uh, spoken introduction by Colette Devlin, and then uh, the band uh, moved into Wayne Shorter's composition, Pinocchio, and then tune number two was a tune attributed to Miles Davis. Um, he gets the credit for it, but I'm told uh, that uh, some other people were involved in the writing of that tune, guitarist Chuck Wayne being one of them. Anyway, the tune is uh, really um, often played jazz standard tune uh, called Solar. Pinocchio and Solar, the Michel Donato Quartet. And of course, Brian Barley, as I mentioned, had a history here in Vancouver, uh, he moved here in the mid-60s and played some jazz around town. Didn't fare all that well, um, considering the scene at the time, and um, joined the Vancouver Symphony and, of course, um, uh, worked with them playing clarinet for um, a, a couple of years and then decided to pack his bags and move to Montreal and take up uh, and then play exclusively the saxophone and devote himself to jazz. And sadly, uh, due to the results of a car accident and uh, so on, Brian died um, at a very young age um, in 1970. A great musician. Alan Penfold uh, was one of the leading trumpet players in the Montreal area, um, played all kinds of different music, and great jazz player as well, and retired uh, and lives here in Vancouver um, and plays occasionally as well. And, of course, Claude Ranger is Claude Ranger. <laughs> there you go. Hope you enjoyed that music recorded at L'Hermitage. We're going to move now to an all-star band, and um, most of these people, or at least some of them, you should be very familiar with. Randy Brecker is playing trumpet here, along with my one of my very favorite tenor saxophonists, and uh, he was a very good friend of mine, too, as well, Bob Berg. And I miss Bob a lot because uh, and he died in a car accident a few years ago, and we lost a great voice of the tenor saxophone. Now, Bob had played with uh, Horace Silver. Um, he also played with Cedar Walton and was... Uh, just a fantastic uh, tenor saxophonist, Bob Berg. So Randy Brecker on trumpet, Bob Berg on tenor saxophone, and Joey DeFrancesco on Hammond B3. And he is the man 
on the Hammond B3. On guitar, Paul Bolenbeck. And on drums, the fabulous Dennis Chambers. We're going to hear two tunes. The first one is a Randy Brecker composition called Dirty Dogs. And the second tune is written by Bob Berg, dedicated to his old boss, Horace Silver, and it's called Silverado. So here then is this uh, incredible, uh, they call themselves the Jazz Times Super Band. And they certainly live up to that name.
Super Band is right. It is the Jazz Times Super Band. That's what they call themselves. And, of course, it featured the great late Bob Berg on tenor saxophone, Randy Brecker on trumpet, Joey DeFrancesco on Hammond organ, B3, Paul Bolenbeck on guitar, and the great Dennis Chambers on drums. We heard two tunes from this uh, album. The first one was uh, written by Randy Brecker called Dirty Dogs, and the second tune was written by Bob Berg, and it was dedicated to his old boss, Horace Silver, and it was called Silverado. We'll hear more from this uh, wonderful album. Uh, It's a few years old, but uh, always worth hearing with these incredible musicians. We're going to change the pace a little bit. One of the great vocalists has been a resident of Vancouver since as long as I can remember. She is uh, known, actually, throughout the country and throughout the world. There's so many people that are aware of uh, her talents. I'm talking about Joni Taylor. And Joni has got a, a new album out. It's produced for Seller Live. And um, it was a product of a gig that she had at Frankie's a little while ago uh, with some very special people, including P.J. Perry, who uh, plays alto and tenor saxophone, Miles Black on piano, and one of the formidable bassists in the country, Neil Swainson. We're going to hear two tunes from this album. It's called In a Sentimental Mood. Um, and we're going to hear Joni's version of one of her, I know this is one of her favorite tunes. This is the Burt Bacharach, Hal David tune from the very famous movie with Michael Caine, Alfie. She's going to sing that for you, and then she's going to do an old standard written by trumpeter Charlie Shavers entitled Undecided. So here then is the voice of the one and only Joni Taylor. What's it all about, Alfie? Is it just for the moment we live? What's it all about when you sort it out, Alfie?
something much more, something even non-believers can believe in. say you do and then you don't and then you say you will and then you won't you're undecided now so what are you gonna do now you want to play and then it's no then you say you say and then you go you're undecided now so what are you gonna do i've been sitting on a fence doesn't make much sense you keep me in suspense and you know it you promise to return you don't i really burn guess i never learn and i 
bust apart Make up your mind You're undecided now So what are you gonna do? Two vocals from Joni Taylor. Incredible. Always um, just so honest, straightforward, and uh, uh, just she, she really does it. We heard uh, a beautiful version of uh, Bert Bachrock's um, music for the film with Michael Caine, the famous film, Alfie, the first version of that, not the second one, that was nothing. The first version, that, that's it. And uh, Bachrock and Hal David um, composed this uh, piece uh, for the movie. Um, Sonny Rollins did the rest of the music uh, for the movie Alfie, and I think we featured that uh, Sonny Rollins album on, on the show. Not that long ago. Anyway, um, Joni just 
did this gorgeous version of the tune, Alfie, with uh, P.J. Perry on tenor saxophone, Miles Black on piano, and Neil Swainson on bass. And um, then we segued into uh, a version of Charlie Shaver's famous tune, Undecided. And what are you going to do with uh, P.J. Uh, sticking with the tenor saxophone uh, on that piece as well? The album uh, is called In a Sentimental Mood, and it's on the Cellar Live uh, series. And, of course, it's a product of um, Corey Weed's um, recorded the album. Um, and uh, Joni, of course, uh, played a gig at Frankie's with all of these people, and it was an amazing success. Joni had been through some uh, really um, heavy health problems, but uh, she's back, and we're happy about it. The great Joni Taylor, one of our great gifts. We are going to turn our attention to four tunes. This is from a very famous recording session called the Red Norvo Selected Six, and we're going to take you back to the year 1945 when all of this was recorded. And it's um, one of these recordings where you realize that the, the two new faces on the scene, Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie, of course, were rooted in tradition. They didn't just come out of nowhere, as a lot of people you know, thought. And you read jazz history, and uh, they talk about Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie being revolutionaries and all this kind of stuff. Um, they were fully experienced musicians and fully aware of, of what came before and, of course, moved on to um, incorporate their ideals. So in, in a way, they weren't revolutionary. They were evolutionary. And uh, nothing is more evident than on this amazing recording um, session, which took place early in the morning, June the 6th, 1945. You can imagine what Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker did. Uh, they, they stayed up all night, of course, because the recording session started at uh, an ungodly hour for musicians, about 10 o'clock in the morning or something. And um, these four pieces were recorded on for a label called Comet Records, and they were issued on the 12-inch 78s, which made the tunes almost five minutes each, which was unusual for jazz records at, at the time. Anyway, the group was led by vibist Red Norvo and his Selected Six. That was the name of the, uh, the band. Um, Dizzy Gillespie on trumpet, Charlie Parker, of course, on alto saxophone. On tenor saxophone, the great Flip Phillips. On piano, one of the most elegant, wonderful piano players in the history of jazz, Teddy Wilson. On bass, the great Slam Stewart, who um, hummed and bowed his bass at the same time. Marvelous player. Uh, on the first two tunes, the drummer is Spex Powell. On the uh, final two tunes, the drummer is J.C. Hurd. They both showed up at the studio, and then they switched positions for uh, um, the tunes. 
First tune is a standard tune written by Vincent Humans and is Dizzy Gillespie's arrangement, a tune called Hallelujah. And uh, Dizzy also contributed to the arrangement of the second tune written by Harold Arlen called Get Happy. Then we move to the blues. And uh, this I love this. And it's a slow blues and features one of Charlie Parker's most incredible 12-bar solos on this tune. And, of course, it's the Slam Slam Blues. The final tune is one that was written by Slam Stewart, and it's called the Congo Blues, and that concludes the recording session. So here then, classic Red Norville and his selected six.
Four tunes from this uh, legendary session that took place in New York City, June the 6th, 1945, and um, featuring musicians from an earlier era, and of course the two young Turks, Dizzy Gillespie on trumpet, and of course Charlie Parker on alto saxophone. The band was led by vibraphonist Red Norvo, and uh, he called the band Red Norvo and his selected six. So uh, we heard the aforementioned Dizzy Gillespie on trumpet, Flip Phillips on tenor saxophone, Mr. Norvo, of course, on vibes, the wonderful, wonderfully elegant Teddy Wilson on piano, Slam Stewart on bass. Interestingly enough, he bows and hums at the same time, but the, the humming is an octave higher than the, um, than the uh, bass register. And that's how he gets that unique sound. Slam Stewart, one of the most unique musicians in jazz. And, of course, on alto saxophone, Charlie Parker. The drummer on the first two tunes was Specs Powell, and the drummer on the final two tunes was J.C. Hurd, John Charles Hurd. Okay, and the tunes, uh, we opened with um, Vincent Eumann's Hallelujah, and then Dizzy Gillespie actually um, did the arrangement on the second tune, Harold Arlen's tune called Get Happy. Then the slow blues called the Slam Slam Blues, and the final tune was written by Slam Stewart called the Congo Blues. So these four classic tunes, and they were all issued on 12-inch uh, 78 RPM records, so that meant the selections could be were longer, almost five minutes each. And um, there you go. <laughs> that was a rarity in those days. We're going to close with a Latter-day classic. This is Quincy Jones with a huge orchestra. I'm not going to get into all the names in the orchestra, um, but this is from an album called Walking in Space. And Quincy Jones, of course, was responsible for the sound of the band and the arrangements. And this wonderful album was produced by Creed Taylor. And, of course, it's um, all Creed Taylor albums are productions, but they're classy productions. And um, this one is no different. The composition Walking in Space features um, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet. And then there's a, a vocal group um, for... Uh, Four or five women uh, join the sound of the band. So we hear Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Hubert Laws on flute, Jimmy Cleveland on trombone, Bob James on electric piano, the great Rassan Roland Kirk on tenor saxophone, um, Eric Gale on guitar, Ray Brown on bass, and Grady Tate on um, drums and percussion. So this, um, again, is a, a, a big production and uh, a wonderful piece of music, and it will conclude the jazz show this evening, a Latter-day classic arranged by Quincy Jones, and here is 
Walking in Space.
Quincy Jones and Walking in Space. And we heard some work by Hubert Laws on flute on that particular piece, Freddie Hubbard on trumpet, Rassan Roland Kirk on tenor saxophone, Eric Gale on guitar, and of course Ray Brown on bass, and Grady Tate on drums, and of course myriads of other people, including a vocal chorus and everything else 
a latter-day classic from uh, the title track from Quincy Jones' um, album on A&M Records, and it was produced by Creed Taylor. And uh, Creed always um, had very elaborate uh, productions, and uh, this one was no exception. Quincy Jones did the arranging and everything else on that. Walking in Space. Well, that's it for another edition of The Jazz Show. We'd like to thank you very much for being out there. We'll be back on the holiday Monday next week, which is uh, BC Day. Yeah, and uh, we will be here as usual, live, we hope, (laughs) And, and we'll carry on some. So thank you very much for being out there. If you uh, heard only part of the show, that's good. If you heard all of it, great. And uh, we hope to see you again in a week's time. We start every Monday night at 9 p.m. sharp. So um, thank you again on behalf of The Jazz Show, myself, Gavin Walker, and, of course, radio station CITR. 101.9, or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. Take care and uh, enjoy the weather. There's going to be a change this week, but um, the hot weather is going to persist for the next couple of days. So take care. Bye-bye. Ha 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 ha!